Uh-oh, which one of us does the intro? Alright, it's me! Welcome to Unscripted Gaming! My name is Ray. Uh, we didn't think on who was going to do the intro, so I guess it's going to be me. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, uh, Josh and Mike. Say hello, fellas. We never claim to be scripted. That is... That's right. It's actually in the title. <laughs> and that's a promise. If you came to this podcast for prep work, well, get the fuck out. That's it's a thousand percent true, yeah. That's right. <clears throat> gentlemen, get him out of here, gentlemen. Let's uh, let's start hot. Uh, there's a couple things in gaming news I wanted to definitely talk about, but before we get that, what games are we? Chris playing? Pratt is Mario. <sighs> the new, the new, the new Xbox is pretty with the Halo on it, and you can't buy it. That, that's all that's happening in the gaming world, right? Well, you know, I have been trying so. People that have been watching the podcast a long time know I actually work in the game industry. Where I work and what I work on, not important. What's important is, one of these days, one of the games I'm working on is about to come out. And I'm going to be, like, mad heated if I can't play that game on the PS5. I think that's, like, an an abandonment of, like, supply. And I said this to Josh, like, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, where I'm like, I think Josh is right in that we are running away from the console generation. Not for the fact that uh, Josh says that, you know, customers don't want consoles anymore. And that's just absolutely not true. That's evidently not true because you can't get a PS5. It's more like, and this is my new argument to Josh where I say he might be right, we're just running out of raw materials to actually make the chips, that uh, the high-end chips that these consoles and, like, GPUs actually need. And that's more frustrating and worrisome than anything else. Yeah, back in the good old days, console wars used to mean uh, Nintendo or Sega. In, like, 20 years from now, it's going to be, oh, I lost my arm um, invading Bolivia for raw materials for the uh, PS7. I mean, but, yeah, you think think at the end of the day, like, it's it's more cost-effective eventually. I mean, they already lose money on the console, so why not only make, you know, obviously to make the math easier... 100,000 big chips that they've gotten blades that they just blast over the internet to everybody with like a little Roku stick at home versus making a million chips that they have to put in boxes that they have to ship across the globe um, that they can't make enough of and that they, you know, run out of constantly and, and lose money on. So, I mean, I think obviously we will we will eventually see the other side of COVID, but I think it's supply strains and shortages like this that give us that little bit of like this is what can and will happen eventually when we start really bumping up against the limits of like what we can reasonably produce and like yes TSMC and and Intel and and Samsung are all like investing in new foundries and trying to boost production capacity but like at the end of the day there's only so much that you can do and like to find new ways to continue to get compute to people in some capacity in a more efficient and a more cost effective and a more earth conscious way is going to be very important the the the, the further we go the, the the more you know the the crazier that these chips get because i mean we're also kind of running up into a you know these consoles all have some pretty crazy cooling and thermal solutions yeah. like we're we're running up on 
the limits of what we can reasonably cool in, in non-exotic environments as well. I'm, I'm sure new architectures and whatnot will change it, but like, there's a lot of problems that we're kind of like bumping up against to on, on the technology front that I hate to say it, but like, you know, more streaming esque services and, and, um, boxes that are not just the full compute unit will, will solve pretty easily, you know, more easily. I kind of hate the fact that everything you just said is correct. Like, I'm not even going to argue with you. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I like the fact that I own my copy of my media. And if I want to pop in, let's say, my copy of Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation... <clears throat> well, we'll say my copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PlayStation 4. I can pop it in. No one can stop me. No amount of internet going in or out or latency is going to stop me from playing it. Please drink verification, can. But yeah, the, like Mike is alluding to, we're, once we give companies so much power to control like our media consumption, especially if it's over broadband internet, you're kind of just depending on them like doing the correct thing and like letting us have that power. But once you bend the knee and say like, no, I'm just going to like, okay, <clears throat> fine example. Nothing stops Netflix from keeping to get exp more and more expensive and offer less and less content every single year. Nothing stops that. And there's nothing you could do about it. And people still pay it. That's the sort of power you're giving them. You can go out and say, buy Blade Runner 2049, and that's yours. They can't take it away from you. You can pop into your Blu-ray and watch that movie every month, like you should, at all times. But once that... No, once that... Uh, once they lose the license to that on Netflix, let's say they have it... Uh, it's gone. You can't watch that. You have no other way. You have to go and bend the knee and pay whatever monthly subscription to whoever else has it. And that yeah, fucking and if, sucks. If you, uh, if you cancel your Netflix and then reactivate it, you have to like crawl through the doggy door like uh, <laughs> like like Mr. Burns does to Homer yes. when he begs for his job back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all as, musty. As... <laughs> part of me, part of me understands what you're saying, Ray. Um, and I, you know, I, I I do understand that, but also like from my perspective like there are plenty of ways that a lot of those things can still be accessible even if you don't have the quote-unquote you know authorized way to do that and that's still pretty easy and also as a person who is really really bad about replaying and re-watching any media of any kind like even some of my most favorite movies and games like i very rarely ever go back and replay i mean personally i'm like stream it off just for like give give me the subscription for everything and if it's not available anymore i probably won't even notice to be honest i, I can't i can't long, agree with that. as long as i have a copy of super metroid on an emulator on my computer everything else can be lost to history i really oh my god yeah i, I i'm not i'm gonna yeah that. well you know we're not even talking about like the uh we i guess we've kind of gotten off the hardware thing uh which is still a bummer but you know we're like josh alluded to this has been a weird year and a half of like, oh, these uh, these supply lines aren't as stable as we thought they were, huh? <laughs> oh, well, anyway, uh, I'm sure that yep. was something that's just going to happen the one time and then will uh, uh, we'll not be a big deal in the future um, in any way. So that's cool. Um, yeah, the big ticking time bomb for this is, uh, hey, my favorite game ever is an online-only game. Mm-hmm that uh, I don't think you can really run like a um you know third party private server of so 
I don't know what I'm going to do when that happens, because that would be a bummer, but maybe I'll stop playing it before that that, that day comes. Uh, I mean, like... Whenever that happens, we, we'll we, see. We've had to make peace when Battlefield 2142 servers went online, and I know I bring that up every other podcast, maybe because I'm still extremely pissed about it, and it was my first introduction to, holy shit, online-only games actually suck. That Because that... I, Josh was there with me when I bought an entire computer just to play Battlefield 2142. I loved that game. And the fact I could... There was a certain point where I could just never play it again. Yeah, that that blows. That blows hard. And Just, uh, I mean... Going... Uh, are the are the Destiny 2 servers going to be on in 10 years? I mean, probably, right? Maybe. That's a question. I don't know. Yeah, that that's a... And it's also not really a game that I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't really get a lot of enjoyment out of playing that game offline by myself, I guess. I don't know. But also, well, the, Destiny, the Destiny 2 servers are still online, and you cannot actually go and play real destiny 2 because so much of the actual destiny 2 game is unavailable yeah because well because like that's the thing too is like Mm. the thing that the thing that very final very uh scummily gamestop will still let you buy i'm sure that you can i think you could still buy like destiny like a shelf copy of destiny 2 with like curse of osiris and warmind in it uh um, which are unavailable. Which are, are not campaigns that are in the game right now, just because of like this. Basically, the the they made a bunch of like, I think I've kind of explained this before. But like, with Beyond Light, they made a bunch of system changes, mm-hmm. and in doing that, they needed they like vaulted, like kind of removed a lot of locations and campaigns from the game because of those lo- locations got removed. So, and, you know, they said that they, like, are intending to bring some of that stuff back once they kind of retool those locations into the new system, but we don't know when that will happen. If it'll so happen. Airlines, it's, also, it's, airlines also said that they would uh, get rid of the uh, bag fees when uh, fuel prices went down, and they never did. So, exactly. Um, so, remember, it's an interesting... Remember when EA said that the prices of games, like premium games, would drop once they were digital only because it would remove a lot of, like... Uh, goods that you would have to sell it on disc and services, and they're that's like, rich. Yeah, what, what if something. what if when the new console generation we just sold them at seventy dollars instead? But what about that? Did we? What if we did that instead? <laughs> Even if it's digital, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Still seventy dollars, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I'm also but yeah, okay Ray, with games good. being more expensive anyway. Because yeah, you know. Ray, good luck at Ray, Good luck getting a PS5. Um, I, I Godspeed. I'm trying. Best of luck. But uh, I, I have also said to Mike, and I don't know if I said it to you, Josh, I'm actually <clears> at, like, the mental level where I want to get a PS5 the same way I got my PS4. I walk <laughs> into a Target after work. I have a couple hundred dollars or whatever. I walk in, go to the register, pay for it like a human being, and walk out. That's all I want. No, you have to You have to get become a psycho internet person like me. <laughs> And set up so and set up, and set set Twitter alerts for for like multiple accounts. <laughs> yeah, and you can um, do it. You just have to be absolutely the first person who clicks on that link, and then you're fine. 
Yeah, just which just you can do, which the, you can do. There are there are all those in stock trackers that are on YouTube that you can watch that like constantly refresh all the graphics cards, CPUs, mm. and uh, consoles across multiple different websites. So you can just keep watching those. That sounds like and the consumerist you, hellscape, and, and I want if nothing you, to do if with you it. chart a uh, if you charter a fast enough vessel, you can catch the French uh, the French ship. Before it rounds the Cape of South uh, South America to the Philippines uh, and intercept them, uh, you know perhaps the ship as fast as the HMS Surprise is featured in the uh, lovely film Master and Commander, and then you can just steal your PS5 off, off the high seas like we you know did it in the old days. So just steal that's an idea too. Literally steal it off a truck. Literally hold up well, a truck at gunpoint. I know yeah. I'm 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 stealing from my tech minute a little bit, so you know just. Just be thankful. At least Ray One, when you do get that new PS5, uh, the the new cooler that's in it already has been shown to pretty much not change performance or at least not be a hindrance. So, lucky for you, and lucky for Mike that the one that he got isn't garbage and, and obsolete already. And that we're also happy to know that uh, Sony isn't artificially decreasing uh, already limited supply by an additional thirty percent right before the holiday season, so they can release yet another skew of an already basically impossible to get product uh, like some people in <clears throat> NVIDIA. Uh, by God the way, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I completely forgot about it, and I don't know if you guys remembered it as well. You guys also get Felix in the cam because he's bugging me to be pet. Um, What's good? Switch OLED? You guys remember they announced that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember because Josh is talking about, like, oh, yeah. what the f- upgraded console SKUs, and I'm like, huh. Yeah, remember like that kickstand. thing? Remember that thing? I'm not gonna fucking buy. <laughs> do yeah, we? What okay, if, what's the what story if, there? Okay, so do we think something happened? No, it's still coming out. It's coming out October eighth. It's just that. No, but like, no. Do we I, think that that's like what they were gonna do the whole time, and there wasn't like a oh shit button slash moment at some point? That can't possibly be the thing that they were gonna make the whole time, right? I I don't believe it. Impossible. I don't, I don't believe I don't it. think so. And I Something don't, happened. I don't, I've I've read a bunch of different stories about like what actually happened and like, you know, there there may still be a, a switch quote unquote pro that's in development. Um but I I think that the the OLED is basically a stopgap of like, okay, we we've got a really hardcore base that does that they they want the hand they want a really good handheld experience, but they don't want to switch light. And given the chip shortages and whatnot, especially because those are NVIDIA Tiger yeah. chips, and granted, it's not what they're making, but like with the supply being so constrained and switches already be hard, it's like okay, let's just keep making the same thing that we already know how to make. Put a bigger, bigger OLED screen on that, kind of gauge the waters, and then see. Okay, do we put out the the more powerful 4K version? Do we, you know, d- does the market bear a, a slightly more expensive switch again? And you know. Can we clear out the stock of the original Switch, the OLED become the new Switch, and then, you know, we release the Switch Pro in a year or two? Is I'm trying to look up on the OLED. Is the screen actually slightly bigger? Is that what? Yes, I want to say it's like seven. It's, it's seven eight. inches, but does that mean the other one's like five or six or something like that? I want to say this: the regular Switch is like six and a quarter, six and a half ish, maybe a little more. It's it's. It's not a huge difference, but it is a, it is a increase. Yes, it's basically just taking up you know reducing the size of the bezel, which on the switch um, was 
pretty pretty overly large to begin with. Which, speaking of other annoying things that Nintendo does, apparently we could have just used uh, Bluetooth headphones on the Switch the whole That's, fucking time. Okay. That is so wild. Can we talk about that, please? That has been That's my so number one up. airplane hangup when I bring my Switch to like play Smash or some yes. other game. I'm like, I just, I'm already using my Bluetooth like, headset from my iPhone. Why can't I just hook it up to my Switch? And it's been a software update this entire fucking time. Like, I would rather, I would rather have them have sold me a fucking dongle <laughs> for like twenty dollars that did literally nothing. But then they just turned on this feature secretly for people who had it. <laughs> then tell then, me that it was just something that like, they could have fucking done the entire time. That is, that is that is insane to me. That actually, like, I like Nintendo, so but that, like, up. dropped my respect in their, like, R&D department so much. Because to that's be fair, been it's, in, like, it's incredibly rude, but also it's <laughs> hilarious. In, They're like, what in, are you going to do if you're mad about it? No. In, in Mr. Mario's defense... Um, they Chris just, Pratt is they, his name. They just, <laughs> they just assumed that everybody was going to be so busy with rooftop switch parties that they could not spare the Bluetooth bandwidth for headphones because you needed you needed to have all the lanes available for all the controllers for your parties. I can't believe you. Like said I said, that out loud. I I would have I would have rather bought a literally useless $20 dongle that enabled this feature than the, than have the knowledge of knowing this just could have been fucking done the entire you time. You could have bought that dongle. They exist. I just never brought myself to buy that because I thought always oh, thought that's of, absurd. A lot of third-party dongles were sold. How many how many trillions of dollars were spent on um, Bluetooth dongles and USB-C headphones for people who already had Bluetooth headsets uh, that are now like, what the fuck? That's, a, that's another thing. Those, the dongle takes up you love to see it. the one USB-C uh, port that is underneath the Switch. So it's like, oh no, my Switch with its really shitty battery life, I have to either choose between using a headset <laughs> for Bluetooth or charging it. It's the iPhone situation all over again in console form. It doesn't have to be this way. But here we are. I'm glad I'm glad they gave us the update four years later. God, that's so absurd! It's it, it really actually blows my mind that you guys could have just done it's this so at any point and you didn't! Holy like, shit! Only, <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's in it's you know the yeah, Ray, Ray, let me put it this way. The Joker thinks that this is a cool Switch update, and he appreciates it. Somebody, I, that's how twisted the Joker is, somebody, is that he thinks this is normal. I think somebody on the podcast was like, what other secrets is this thing hiding? Is there, like, a trap door on the dock where you open it up and there's, like, an Ethernet port? <laughs> I swear that, to that, God. That, that's another thing. The Switch OLED actually has an Ethernet Look port under your built chair. into the dock, which... They're charging like that as part of the $50 price update, and it's like, why the fuck are you advertising this as, like, a feature? What? I, I know Nintendo loves to save money, but sometimes, I swear, they just take the piss. <laughs> Guys, we have this new cool internet protocol. It's called Ethernet. <laughs> and they just, like... And... One, and and then they do like a whole now check out this cool thing that we have in the new switch 
And then it's just like talking about like the Ethernet port. It's a fucking internet like... port. Oh my god! And they god. made it so that the, the kickstand so is it like the cheapest piece of plastic that they could market from China? Truly, <laughs> truly, is Nintendo Ninten- is like the guy is from Nintendo Mad Max. The Apple of the console, yes. Like, company. You, you already know the answer Go- to this question. It is yes. Guys, guys, guys. Tim Apple here. Listen, we have these cool new things that you can put on your screen. It's not just a square that the app, but sometimes you can put a clock, you can put a to-do list. We call them widgets. And the year is 2025. I know you're taking the piss, but look at the (laughs) Switch OLED and look at an iPhone and tell me... You're not looking at probably like yeah. the same mindset. I mean, you know, <laughs> just remember, like the important thing here is that uh, iPhones have gifts and that uh, and other phones don't. So that uh, that's a hard argument that, to beat. That, that's so. true. Yeah, yeah. I have um, gifts on my phone. So <laughs> we should probably talk about the uh, the Blizzard stuff because yeah, that's a pretty big story too that we haven't talked about too much about. Yeah, Wait, did we talk about what? it? I can't remember because it's been going on for a while. So it's, and it's it, been a while since we podcasted, we, but we definitely so talked about it. But um, the the shit has we thought the it shit escalated. had already hit the fan, um, but it hit the industrial like server grade blowy matron fan in the last few like weeks the it, it, it's hit like the warehouse fan spinning at like speeds spinning at speeds so high that like the amazon manager just got an alert that the the osha inspector is going to be there in five minutes and they have to cool down the warehouse before they gets there so to read from like, the, that's the speed we're talking about here to read from the news and also it's a big shit the blizzard chief legal officer claire hart who is a 10-year tech industry veteran. She used to be the legal officer for Google uh, and also a couple of... Um, uh, a law firm na- named Wheel, Goschlot, and Manjes Associates. Uh, she was with Blizzard since 2018 for three years, and uh, last week she quit. Last week as of the recording of this podcast. Um, Blizzard released a statement saying that uh, this has nothing to do with the SEC legal probe that is being uh, <laughs> applied to Activision Blizzard right now. That's kind of like the whole senator that uh, accidentally released the zebras into Washington, D.C., where no one prompted her to answer the question. She just answered it immediately. Like, hello, ma'am. Yeah. We wanted to talk with you about something. I didn't release the zebras. Uh, write that down. I did. It wasn't well, me. And like, I'm not quitting kinda- because of the SEC probe. You kind of buried the lead there a little bit. There's an SEC probe now. Yeah, exactly! (laughs) Originally, a lot of the suits were coming from the state of California, but in the last few weeks, the SEC has gotten involved because basically a lot of execs and higher-ups have left the company in the last few years, and Mm -hmm. the SEC is basically like, so how long did you guys know about this, and did you defraud investors by having these execs leave early? Very Before fun. news started to break about all of these <laughs> abuses. Yeah, boy. I'm not a legal expert. I'm just a layman. But uh, I will say when the head of your legal department leaves the moment the SEC starts investigating your company, I would call that a bad sign. I don't think that bodes well. Uh, <laughs> it, it actually sounds like kind of a shitty situation for not only the employees, but maybe the company. So maybe someone... Hey, tell you what. It's good news for the person that got instantly promoted to the head of legal department since their 10-year tech veteran decided to peace out. Um, 
Maybe Good they for saw their something. bank account. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for their career or their mental health, but you know. Hey, um, brief brief sidebar. I'm mm-hmm. reading about. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Wow Gostal and the Manjas and Associates uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, law firm. Yeah. Uh, and this one line I thought was funny. Um, after the 1990s. Um, Later, the law firm spread its practice notably into non-contentious finance and private equity practice, oh. which I just thought was a funny line. I'm like, ah, non-contentious finance, non-contentious and finance. private equity practice. Well, anyway, that's that's unrelated, very specific. Unrelated, yeah. Non-contentious finance. What? I have so many questions uh, as to what that means. Maybe because I'm a notably idiot. something that notably non-contentious uh, finance and private equity are separate things apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course they are what do i know why, why, why yeah. would they why, what do i know why would they be connected again i'm gonna say uh, again anyways I'm a moron, so yeah maybe that means nothing um apes together strong ray uh, yeah speaking of apes together uh strong uh blizzard activision i know you guys had kind of a union thing going on you guys need to um i'm not telling you guys what to do but you could kick that shit into overdrive and no one would blame anyone yeah, for it, that. Yeah, uh, I think as as I think I've, I've said a kajillion times, anytime something like this happens, it's uh, you know, all these things like the bro culture, mm-hmm. it all evolves out of an unfair treatment of just the basic nature of how employment works in in large companies and industries like this. Yeah, and there's one solution, you know. It's not a perfect solution. It will take time. It won't be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, management won't be very happy that that's what you pursue if that's what happens. But uh, you know, maybe it. It you know, I would bet. I I would bet that a more equitable workplace at Blizzard, however that is achieved, would go a long way towards preventing a lot of these issues. I think that so much of the management. I think that's of, a nice way. I think so much of the management of Activision Blizzard has kind of quit, specifically the Blizzard person, or been fired. You know, pick your poison. Yeah. That uh, I don't think they have a place to say like, "No, you guys can't unionize. Why would you?" It's like, "Oh, why would we?" I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll say they'll obviously say that, but yeah, but, but like, I mean, not 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 that like labor never has like a leg to stand on but they never you are not going to have a better leg to stand on than right now to say like yeah you are literally under investigation by the state of california and the securities and exchange commission like for being terrible at management for yeah for at its core being bad at managing your workforce and your company yeah like exactly we need to have we need to have a seat at the table for our protection both exactly like as a workforce of like people who want to not be harassed and brutalized at work but also people who want to continue to have jobs yeah yeah because you don't run this company into the ground like exactly i mean the, the, like, from both there's fronts, a very like, smart business angle to it yeah too that is a very that is a very effective argument josh uh, I agree. Yeah. Go, well well said josh perfectly said while we're talking about very uh large companies doing very dumb business decisions let's talk about the uh the ongoing i mean no no i'm sorry the ending of the apple and epic lawsuit let's (laughs) let's talk about the winners and losers of this lawsuit um 
There's they no both both lost. <laughs> they, they both lost something, but I'm going to go on record and say Epic lost more because Epic is still yeah, taking the L. Yeah, I, I mean, the, that's the... F- Again, the, the most important thing here is that we achieved the funniest possible outcome, <laughs> which is just that no, neither company had a super decisive win here, and it both it just wasted a lot of their time, which is funny. So, so. let's let's talk about what Apple lost. Apple lost the ability to uh, force all app providers to go through the Apple payment system or the Apple Store yep. to collect cash from app providers. So Apple can't force everyone to take a cut from their store and apple takes a healthy 30 percent cut off of everything that is sold through their store um that that's apple's loss. also apple had to reimburse uh epic for no i'm sorry uh reverse that what epic lost is epic lost all of the money they made for the like couple hours that they started selling shit around the apple store which amounted to like two hundred thousand dollars so the judge says yeah what you did actually violated terms of service it was illegal boom you have to pay apple that money and uh, apple lost their i mean my apologies epic lost their case to stay on the app store um, as a matter of fact, Apple effectively... They're still not on the App Store. Apple blacklisted Epic from ever being on the App Store until they choose to ever have it. So you still can't get Fortnite so on an funny. iPhone or iPad. And that's hilarious because in this gambit to force Apple's hand, Epic effectively lost several billion dollars a year because of this. I like Epic Incredibly games. Incredibly funny. I, I, want, I want to be clear. I like Epic Games. I love the Unreal Engine, but this shit's hilarious. That's just funny as hell. Dare I say, I appreciate the Epic Games Store. I, I, do, I do appreciate the Epic Games Store. Whoa. Yeah, okay. I mean... I th- yeah, I think it's all right. I you know, and I I I would imagine that look, that they're the people bringing me an Alan Wake to... remaster. Let me have this, please, <laughs> God. I would imagine we're going to see an appeal on this, um, but I I think that while Epic in its pursuit of like personal profit obviously lost in the in the sense of like what they're trying to accomplish for like the greater app store ecosystem mm-hmm. i would say that they were like moderately to mostly effective like obviously they didn't you know get anything where it's like you can have an epic store style situation on the apple platform but to say that people like Netflix, people like Spotify, people you know, smaller places like Floatplane, and um, uh, what's what's that like? The there's like a learning company that like have a bunch of uh, you know, it's that it just have like a bunch of creators that do. Oh um, yeah, uh, if they sponsored us, I would remember. Yeah, the the legal eagles uh, like on those that guys, platform, yeah. and like folks folks like them who, you know, are running on shoestring budgets and you know just trying to pay creators a little extra and have literally nothing else to spare um you know for folks like them to be able to get on you know the largest platform in the world Mm -hmm. and not just arbitrarily bleed revenue because apple says you have to go through us even when they have their own payment platform methods you know that is in general like in the original like sense of why epic 
started waving the banner mm-hmm. of saying fuck you to Apple. They did win. Now, again, personally speaking, they're not on the App Store. They're not making revenue from it. Yeah. They have to pay back the revenue that they were supposed to. I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess. I, I wanted to point out that in the couple of hours, it was like almost a whole day uh, that Epic threw the middle finger to Apple and went around their payment system on the App Store. They actually made $12 million, and the judge said, Oh, did you abide by your uh, contractual terms and services via the App Store? And Epic said, well, no, we were trying to make a point. Cool, you owe Apple $3.6 million, effective immediately. I was wrong about the 200000 The L was actually <laughs> much bigger than that by orders That's of so magnitude. <laughs> and, and the judge also, weirdly enough, ordered that... Uh, Epic had to use um, like those gun, the like the cash stack guns, like they had at the strip club <laughs> to give to the use money the back. You have to use the cash stack gun to pay them. You, you ha- that's how you have. To, that was the only way that you did, could pay them did, back. So they're just Tim saying they're just like oh. Tim Sweeney has to go into the middle of the bullseye and just go exactly <laughs> oh, all yeah. around. This case actually got a little bit deeper, um, based on their complaint that Apple charged too much. Because the judge uh, actually noticed that, wait a minute, you guys are on the platform of Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony's platform. Couldn't help but notice, but these companies, in no particular order, charge between a 25 to 30% going rate. Why aren't you suing them or complaining of them? Um, Epic did not have an answer to this question, or at least a reasonable answer to justify the court. And so the judge said, and I quote, Antitrust law does not mean you get to just complain that prices are too high. You have to show some sort of conduct to prevent competition. <laughs> and so they said, this part we're not oh, going to hear anymore. It's just, it's almost like they went at this half-cocked and didn't know what they were doing, and that's why it's so fucking hilarious. What? And Apple argued, like, you could have signed the contract with us. We don't charge, like, Netflix a 30% rate. Because we talked with them, we talked about the size, and we charged them like a 20 to 25% rate. I don't know what the actual rate is, it really does depend. But Epic chose not to like negotiate the contract, they just went to, with the flat contract of like 30%. So That's so funny. It, the, these I mean, just like... I mean, and I, I would imagine that in, on appeal they will, they will come up with a better argument. Because like, honestly, just sitting here off the top of my head, I can make an argument as to why like the... the issue with the ios store makes more sense than you know being like oh well you're also on you know the switch and the the yeah uh, ps5 and it's like well those are those are smaller more niche devices those are very tightly versus like the world's most popular phone yeah well it's it's not even a phone it is the world's most popular communication device essentially yeah it is it is not a luxury good it is basically in the modern context a an access to a public utility and you know the way that most people communicate unfortunately do work, yes that is you know, correct it is it is unfortunate but it's yeah. all, you know it's also yeah. to say that the iPhone is like a closed ecosystem and whatnot it's just like compared inherent, to a switch is like mm-hmm. No, it doesn't the get Nintendo the magnitude. Switch is an actual closed ecosystem because it is a video game console that sells a couple million units 
that does one thing and basically it's for babies it's for little children (laughs) it's not for grown-ups um i'm sorry my new switch has an oled and the ethernet port it's for adults (laughs) one you're not gonna buy that switch because i know you (laughs) two uh reading more about it it really does boil down to the biggest l that apple had to take was they can't charge 30 percent flat uh for all of the, oh, <clears throat> my apologies, all of the apps that have a microtransaction, and they can't mandate that they have to use the Apple payment system. That is that that is a very sizable L. That is that is, and for again for for your smaller creators, for your smaller platforms, for people who are up and coming, that is huge. That is how people get discovered and grow platforms yeah. and you know become the next Netflix become the next Spotify become the next Twitch Twit you know those big podcast and streaming networks like you cannot conceivably grow to the size of those in today's age with the incumbents that we have when you have the ma- the most major platform on in the planet charging a 30% cut and not allowing you to use your own payment processing. Like, mm-hmm. you just can't. So, I I think in, for the general tech public that the result is a win, even though Epic technically lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have a feeling that at some point they're going to cut some kind of deal, right? Like... I don't know. Apple's pretty vindictive. That is true. It's like surely these high-powered corporate lawyers will put aside their differences and come together. It's like, uh, no, Mike. These are the most petty personal people on the planet. So. Also, Epic Hat was trying to argue that Apple is an illegal monopoly on the entirety of the market, which uh, the judge wasn't re- willing to fully hear because Epic is a one hundred billion dollar company. So, um, again. When you have these massive corporations like slapping each other, saying like they're doing it wrong, they make too much money. You're doing it wrong. You make too buh, much money. Buh, buh. I'm yeah, glad we had a reasonable nice. judge to say like, "Are you two done? Are you you, you fucking idiot? <laughs> you have so more funny. money than you know what to do with, and you're arguing for more." Oh, uh, I, I I I love it. The the consumer wins here. Ultimately, we're the winners. <laughs> At time of recording. C- congratulations, Mike and Josh, and and myself. I'm gonna g- give myself a pat on the back. I can't. I can't wait till the the comment section, like when somebody goes back and watches this, in like three years after it's been appealed to the Supreme Court, and like the the Supreme Court actually decides that oh, Apple's actually the only phone. Uh, Apple's and, the only phone company. <laughs> Bang. Only phone producer available. Um, and you know they get to take a seventy percent cut of everything. I'm like, oh, f- fuck. Uh, technically, just like, yeah. <laughs> Epic should be paying Apple just to exist. That's what they rule. <laughs> If you have ever downloaded Fortnite, uh, you are now a, a, a legally a ward of Apple. They have they will garnish thirty percent of your wages until you pay off the loot box debt accrued during the course of this uh, these proceedings. Can, can, the audacity of a company that makes most of its money via loot box skins sold to children, arguing that we deserve a bigger cut of this pie. 
God, that's so like disgusting. I think the I still think the funniest part of this whole saga was the first was like when they're like in game they had like a whole of mini event about it and like had messages in the game about it. That's so funny. And this like some ten year old out there is just like, what is this? Uh, yeah, no what am I supposed to do with this? I'm here to watch the Travis no Scott concert. What, what are you doing? Was. No, it's so funny. No one that it's plays so Fortnite understands the 1984 Apple ad commercial reference exactly what are you doing I mean Jesus Christ that commercial is older than me and I'm the oldest one on this podcast and I will look and I'm looking at that like this is dumb god this is so fucking stupid this is bad marketing oh yeah I hope you guys lose and they did and that makes me happy that's so funny It'd be like if Destiny had an in-game event about how they're suing Marty McDonald. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. There, there would be like a strike about how he, uh, the weird things he said about that Gillette ad that was nice that everybody liked, because mm-hmm. uh, Marty has some very bad opinions about things. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe Marty McDonald's kind of maybe. Don't meet your heroes, kids. That, the man writes some good music, and that's all he does. Let's it, just say that. Yeah. He has no other opinions about anything else. Hey, uh... Just, just like the guy who invented Minecraft. Oh. Who is just a guy, we and don't we don't have to talk, talk about, about him about anymore. Yeah, we, we don't. Hey, there's a very good book called At the Mountains of Madness and Call of Cthulhu. You should never look up anything about the author ever. You should just or what he named his, uh, or what, what he, he named his pet. Or what he named his pet cat. Um, you should... Never, you definitely should not go to the Wikipedia article of that author and find out what they named their cat. I Don't think, do it. Whatever you do. These are definitely cases of trying to separate the artist from the <laughs> art. And since he's long dead, please do that. <laughs> please 100% actually. I implore um, you. R- read this talk, book I- and bu- re- put duck... Make someone put duct tape over the author's name before you pick up this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this but really, I can't believe he named his cat that. That's so. That's so fucked up. No, that's 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 indicative of how much of a shit heel he was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yes. Um, uh, we we do not stand J.K. Rowling. There, I threw that out there J- just to uh, go ahead. Yeah, sure we yeah. All the bases. Add, just add that to the pile. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I have for, like, gaming news. Josh, I know you have a tech minute. Go ahead, get it out the way. Time for Josh's. Time for Josh's. Time for Josh. Time for Josh. Time for Josh's. Josh's Tech Minute. I can't wait till you have to edit that in. I just love it so much. The best part is I, with the... Got a new computer. Part of Josh's tech minute is Josh has a new computer. I got a 5900X. But uh, um, switched over to the Ryzen platform. Um, it's beautiful and glorious. It has a little bit of a problem right now in the fact that the cooler I got doesn't work. Um, it's oh, yeah. It's beautiful and glorious except for when it overheats. So I had to it's RMA excellent it. excellent so for using... toasting melts. <laughs> so I have a 12-core, 24-thread processor uh, with a 120-millimeter uh, AIO. Um, and let's just say that will uh, – it works, um, but intensive tasks, it definitely starts to 
Uh, just in recording this podcast, my CPU is at around 85 degrees. So that's not bad. That's, that's it's not it's not bad, but just for doing a little bit of screen capture on OBS. Um, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's not, not yeah. great. Um, you might so, want to open uh, up the case and have like a fan blowing in there, something like that. Get a little airflow like, going. Hey, you good in <laughs> there? Actually, okay. So I got a I got a new I got a new case as well. Uh, it's from Lian Lee. It's actually in con, uh, con- con- collaboration with a famous overclocker, Der Bauer. Okay. Um, so this this is very much airflow and and um, you know radiator focused case. So lots of opportunity for that, which is great. Um, but yeah, so besides needing my 360, uh, cooler to get finished, repaired and sent back to me, Mm -hmm. computer's great. Love it. Um, but in the tech world, besides just me getting a new computer, I alluded to this earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this has been kicking around for a couple weeks now, but it has been said that NVIDIA is expecting a 30 to 40% reduced capacity in their production heading into the holiday season because they are planning to launch the 30 series super refresh early next year so they're going to be setting dies aside during this period of still decreased demand decreased capacity increased demand so that they can launch yet more SKUs. Remember, uh, if you guys were, if you guys ever go to Black Twitter, and if you don't, you should. You should just go to the subreddit, our Black Twitter. It's hilarious. But remember when the rumors were floating around where Sony was going to launch a refresh of the PS5, and they were like, "Motherfucker, we ain't got the original one." What you talk about refresh? <laughs> that, well, that's how did. I feel right now. Yeah, I mean, well, so somebody actually, uh, the, the there were conf. For a while, when it was speculated about the the 3080 Ti, um, before that came out with just like I think it was 12 gigabytes of RAM versus 10 or whatever, um, the original rumors were for 20 gigs, and apparently that card did exist, and they were talking about it, but um, you know they they made the decision to cut that back down. Uh, but there are a couple cards floating out there in the wild with the actual 3080 Ti with 20 gigs of VRAM. Um, but yeah, you know, it seems it seems like a bad time to do a super refresh. Um, it also just means that people who is like, oh, hey, I would love to buy a 3080 at $700 just are never, ever, ever, ever going to get the chance unless... The news that broke today uh, that we record nine twenty four has some impact on the crypto market and makes supply a little easier to get. Um, <laughs> the People's Bank of China <laughs> made all Sorry, crypto transactions except for the digital yuan illegal <laughs> as of today. Really? Yes. So the yeah the digital bank of China makes crypto ether ether ethereum um, Bitcoin everything except the digital yuan are illegal as of today. So um, you know now China is not just cracking down on mining, but they're actually cracking down on actual transactions in the country. Can, can I say between this and the the limited hours that China has put on? Uh, youth gamers 
this is how I know that China will eventually conquer the United States within my lifetime. It's I mean I just I'm calling I'm calling the long shot here, folks. No, I don't. Hold on, I'm gonna be. I'm with gonna Mike. start learning Mandarin now. I, I I'm I'm kind of with Mike because China is, for better or worse, actually doing more to like. Okay, I think China actually sees more writing on the wall in terms of climate change to actually like do something like reasonable, whether they're realizing it or not. Uh, I think they said they did speak. Brief tangent, not video game related at all, yeah. but I think I did see them commit to no more new, no new coal plants. That, yeah, 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 yeah. The so. Well, you know, that is they, just they, generally kind of cool. So, well, it's kind of cool. They also cause fifty percent of the issue, so maybe they should do exactly, something. So. Like, exactly. please do so something, like, motherfuckers. I think crypto just more represents an outstripping of their ability to produce in the way that it was growing, and also just a lack of control on being able to trace things efficiently no 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 Mm -hmm. no i i get what you mean josh i was saying like crypto sucks in terms of like climate consciousness it's possibly one of the worst things in terms of climate consciousness because it doesn't produce anything like it, it produces nothing tangible i can make an argument for like you going and buying a new car i'm like okay maybe he needs a new car actually uh, but I can't like say like you know you actually needed to go ahead and mine that Bitcoin that was that was a net good and I'm so glad you did it it helped the world in some way <laughs> it doesn't it fucking doesn't <laughs> I mean if you if you get to use that to purchase something stop it not nothing of value stop it please and I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't I'm not saying that there aren't issues with crypto in that like. <laughs> more of our energy just in general should be renewable and sustainable in some capacity but like at the end of the day like you know you're you're taking uh, turning that into real real money and things that I can use to do something with no you lost no, I'm sorry you lost me there there's no defense for crypto Ray, money and like <laughs> Right, and you're right, just wait right until here. I tell you that the uh, that we're gonna we're gonna go we're not gonna go back onto the gold standard. We're gonna go onto the crypto standard, oh, but it's not gonna be Bitcoin. It's gonna be like Dogecoin. It'll be cummies. I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the cummies market is coming, ladies and gentlemen. No, we no, should uh, start. We should start a Felix crypto coin. Uh, it, that the Doge value of it, know. the value of it goes up every if depending on how much you yell at Felix during the podcast or if he appears on camera. And if if there's a, a podcast without a mention of Felix, then it crashes. Just say hi to the I camera, like Felix. Oh, look at Felix. He's a good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry to take over the tech minute with just, like, Felix time. But uh, no, this is now the right. dog minute. The, the, the Basically, what thing- you're saying, again, again, um, we are running out of fucking material. And there's so... And proof of us running out of, like, raw material, especially for making, like, chips, is people snapping this shit up either to either scalp it or to mine fake fucking money and then say it's real money. And th- th- people just want to play fucking video games. People want to play Resident Evil 8 and see Big Lady. And God damn it, they deserve to see Big Lady at 8K. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's not wrong. I'm gonna say I, I enjoyed seeing the big lady on my PS5. Yeah. Yes. That's a fair point. Yeah, as a anyway, big. anyway, China did that today. And speaking of PS5s, 
Um, if you guys haven't watched, uh, there, there has been a little bit of a kerfuffle recently over um, an updated cooler design that, it, that has been in some of the more recent PS5s. Um, and uh, Gamers Nexus and Digital Foundry did a bit of a collab um, oh. to do some absolutely wildly in-depth testing on the new cooler design and the new fans and whatnot. And basically just said, you know, in some cases it's better, in some cases it's worse, but in general it's a wash. Um, okay. But there were there were some people who when it originally came out were like, oh, they made the cooler smaller and they made it worse and it's all terrible. But, um, yeah, it's a, you know, the, the cooler is a little smaller, but some of the, the ways that they changed the vapor chamber on some of the VRM and memory modules was a little different. So, you know, net-net, it seems to be a mostly good to neutral change. Net but, uh, it's a, it's also funny that like within less than a year of that product coming out, they've already like done a cooler refresh and like have been that you is know, interesting. All... And I'm I'm you know I'm curious if it's just like something that they had been planning for a while. If there was like a materials change that they you know I, yeah. I don't know that yeah I've what seen do they any... know? Yeah, if I've seen any changes as to why they did that, but you know it is what it is. And the only other thing I saw is that um, AMD did recently re uh, release a update allowing smart access memory on older model uh, AMD cards I think down to a 570 even so the the um, the ability when you pair a AMD card with an AMD CPU in the compatibility list giving that direct link to the full memory um, available on the card rather than that, that, like, I think it's like 256 chunk that's available at the time. You know, it, it, in most testing, it gives nominal gains, but it's still one to 10%, depending on the situation of, you know, boosting, just get, having that available and now available on older generation cards. So, um, that's all I have for the tech minute right now. And that's a solid tech minute. Yes, Mike. Can I have a destiny minute? Please. Yes, you can have a Destiny Minute. But okay. you don't get a special intro song. Fuck that noise. Damn, okay. That Mike, hurts. Mike. <clears throat> Real quick. Hey, Mike, we're going to have a side meeting. Oh, okay, God. cool. Please, no. Mike, uh, if, you, if you make a Destiny Minute bumper, I'll put it on my stream deck. I'll, I'll figure out. I'll, I'll, I'll try to think of something that I would do. Okay. Um, you feel like this. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to skip the the big stuff that you saw the trailers for. Uh, there's an expansion coming out. It's called the Witch Queen. It looks pretty cool. Uh, the Yallerhorn is coming back in the bungee thing. Uh, main thing I want to talk about that is, I think, a more interesting news is some of the revamps that they have made to uh, the much blind multiplayer mode in Destiny known as Trials of Osiris. And this is a very hardcore Destiny thing, so uh, I'm sorry. But it's very exciting to me because... This is why we put this segment at the end of the podcast. Exactly. Everyone stopped <laughs> listening except my mom at this point. Hi, mom. I'm sorry. Um, uh, anyways, so uh, Trials of Osiris is a three-on-three multiplayer mode in Destiny that is, you know, light level, light level matters. It's for the cream of the crop of Destiny multiplayer players. Uh and also, before this, these changes, was generally not very rewarding if you sucked at the game. 
I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, it uh, was it was where you went to go ahead and decided I want to actually use my time, my limited time on this planet, and just have the game digitally kick me between the I mean, so, exactly. Because, like, it, there used to be no rewards until you got the three wins. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you just get, like, you could go in and just lose 50 matches and just get nothing. Not one trials thing. They changed that eventually to give you, like, a bounty. And you had to, I think, complete, like, 10 full matches to get one roll of one drop. Okay. Um, but now they have like a rank up system that is like the same rank up system that all the other vendors are on now for trials, the trials vendor, uh, my boy, same 14. Um, and generally the first, just the player pool has been really high because they've added matchmaking. So you don't have to go through the hassle of, um, you know, finding your own fire team. You can just hit the trials button and jump in. So that change alone has made it really, uh, I mean the pop the, I think the pop the player population has been it was higher the first weekend of these changes than I think literally any other time in Destiny 2 and it was basically like a top 5 weekend of all time the only other times in, in Destiny history that were higher were like launches of expan- of paid huge expansions so for them to just be pushing like a playlist change that got that many people in is really cool. Um, so it's, and you know I've dipped in a little bit. I didn't go flawless, but I got I've gotten to seven wins on both my cards each weekend, and I've gotten some cool stuff. Like, um, and they've also been it's really cool because like the PvP focus in Destiny has been notoriously kind of lack of late i'm much more of like a pve player so it's not a huge concern to me but there's a, lot, a significant pvp community in destiny that feels very under under nourished these days and they're correct they're right um but i mean it's been really cool to see like week to week because like this is week three so week one they rolled out these changes and then by week two they had already were like okay, we're going to tweak this thing in the matchmaking to make it so you don't get stomped 5-0 as much. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put... If you get to flawless, you're only going to play other people who have gone flawless. Uh, and so, like, you're not... Get, so if you have, like, one win on your card, you're not playing a team of, like, you know, god-tier players. Like, you just... Those people will, just, those people will match up with each other and be in their own special pen. Um, and then... And then after some like complaints about about that system last weekend, which fair, but also you went flawless, so you're fine. I promise. They're like, because they they this weekend they changed the timing of when that flawless bucket kicks in, so it won't kick in until Sunday at like one p.m. Eastern, where normally it kicked in on Saturday at one p.m. Eastern. So. It, it's really really cool to see them be able to make like the all this investment they're putting into this mode and like these week to week changes which is really cool and is nigh unprecedented in terms of like the kinds of like match matchmaking tweaks that they're making on the back end that's just not something that they've 
ever really been able to do before. So that's been really cool and fun. And it has like, I've never would have thought about this before, but now I'm like talking with like my usual destiny crew, but like, Hey, you know, I bet we could go flawless. We could do it, Hmm. you know? And that's just something we just never would have talked about before, like before this As changes. opposed to just saying, like, let's just try to find a W in this match. Yeah. Like, I, before this change, I think I... Here's a good barometer. Before these changes, I have literally one piece of Trials gear. <laughs> one. And then since this change, I have gotten probably, like, seven or... Probably, like, eight or nine pieces total... I've deleted. I've deleted a couple of them because they were bad rolls, and I didn't want to keep them. Because huh. uh, I was able to get some good ones, and then I didn't feel like I had to hang on to like my one trials piece. All right. Uh, so it is. Uh, so that's been really cool to check out, and uh, just in my very biased opinion, I think I say this every time, but I think Destiny is a really fun spot right now. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm really enjoying playing it. It keeps uh, getting better. They have been doing some really cool stuff with that game. I'm a, I'm a big fan, obviously, and uh, I just it's in a great spot these days, if you ask me. Um, I don't think I'm far enough in. This is just my final thing, and then I we can wrap this up because we're about at our our time frame here. But uh, I'm not far enough in yet to talk about it too much. But I've been playing a little bit of Death Loop. I am a big fan of that genre. Um, I love, I love, 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 love the Dishonored games. So I think, so this, so a similar uh, game from the studio again, Arcane, mm-hmm. is very much up my alley. I like the kind of seventies chic it has. Uh, the voice acting is fun so far. I'm, the the concept is very kind of like sci-fi and. The st- it has a lot of style, which is fun. Um, so, real, I'm too early into I think to say a lot too much one way or the other. But um, so far, I'm enjoying it. I just I don't know if it'll stack up to like for for in my opinion, like the Dishonored games, which are some of my favorite games ever. So, which is a high bar to cross. But uh, more on that in a future episode. I need to play Dishonored 2 to understand what you're talking about because I like Dishonored 1 but it's definitely not in my like top 20 or something like that I love that game man that game is so good um, last last thing um, I, I I also alluded to this earlier and, and this is this is this is more of a PSA um, don't take cloud saves for granted um, because I've played a lot of games in the last few years, very heavily focused on like cloud saves and cross-platform and whatnot. Um, you guys may have remembered I started playing um, the Jedi: The Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, and, oh. Uh, apparently, that. that game does not have cloud saves, and oh. um, I did not back up my save. Oh. And uh, it's gone. Long and the short of it, it's gone. Oh, condolences. And uh, I was far enough F in that in game chat. that I'm not going back. I will watch some videos and, yeah. and read some how it how how it how it's how it happened. You, you know, hey, yeah. if uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we did, I don't I don't know if this I ever made this joke on a, a live recording, but uh, 
you know, if you you get to the uh, when I played that game and I met Night Sister Marin, I was like, hey, is there a is there a Night Mister Marin? I mean, look at her. It's also it's also the like Eastern European Russian slash accent. I was like, yeah, that does it. There it is. That's good. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> You know what ever gets deleted, though? What's that? Uh-oh. Unscriptedgaming.com. Oh, thank God. I hope it never does. <laughs> Please, no. This is a very prescient I, thing took, for you to say. They took got, my money. I actually got an email recently to, like, update my contact information to make sure that unscriptedgaming.com never gets deleted. Okay. That's where you can go to find links to all of our video and audio content. You can also get our socials, Unscript Game Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Unscript underscore gaming, soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming for audio links you can also find us on google stitcher everywhere spotify all those places we are on the youtube get us in your ears get us in your eyes check us out appreciate you watching thank you my name is josh uh my name is, my name is mike ah. good job boys close enough peace <laughs>